When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. As if we were knew what we were doing. What's up? It is the CBC Wisdom Hour, number 116 for December 1st, 2020. We made it. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. So glad we made it, Steve. So December 1st. we made it. Look yeah. how far we've come, my baby. Tony B coming to you live from New Jersey. Oh, my goodness, dude. I am, I am in rare form tonight. <laughs> Yeah. Are you very you giddy? I, that's a, that's a word you could use. Yeah. All right. I gotta share this first before I get into anything. Share to the current. Let, I'm gonna say, hey, listen live. Listen live. Type this to the current band central group on hey Facebook. Now. Listen live and see if anybody see if we get any takers. I have some. I have lots of news, man. And I don't even know where to start. So I'm going to start with how are you doing? What's going on in your life? Because I'm like I'm jumping off off the walls here, bouncing off the walls. But, that is good. That is good to hear, man. I am doing I outstandingly excellent. <laughs> good. As always. I how? Mean, what other way would there be to be? That's true. That's a good point. Right, I mean, you are what you say you are. So we, you know, we always goof on this, right? It's part of the wisdom hour. People ask you how you doing. Uh, I've been better. What do you say, Steve? Nothing good. <laughs> you know, like that's the, not the type of people we want to be hanging out with and associated. You know, you know, there's people like that around, though. There's... I know, and our, it's our mission to try and help them to see a different way of looking at things, man. Sometimes. No matter how hard you try, you can't go. And I'm going to give you an example, a recent example of somebody in my life who is, uh, I'm not going to name this person's name because I don't want to do that to this person because I do really genuinely like this person. Um, Okay. This person is a singer, a very good singer who I've worked with in New Orleans, and I've worked with dozens of singers, so you're not going to be able to guess, even if you know Uh Maybe you'll be able to guess. But... Um, he is Eeyore, man. He's always, oh, well, you know, I'm broke, and and everybody hates me. You know, just kind of that attitude. And it's a shame, because, you know, he's a really cool guy, and and he's a really great singer. 
um, and I was talking to him recently uh, through Messenger, and I hadn't talked to him really since the pandemic, and since you know I had the thing on my arm, and I was telling him about st about. St uh, he's like, "Yeah, man, sorry about your arm," you know, and I said, "Yeah, you know, it's it's been a challenge, but things have been, you know, I, I'm in physical therapy, I'm getting better, you know, um, I can play bass, you know, I'm feeling good about that." And I was just kind of. Uh, listing all the positives and he's like well yeah but it really must be uh, ha have been a traumatic experience and I'm like well yeah you know it was you know it hurt and stuff and I, I had to go through some stuff but it's just been challenging but you know I got to to do some other stuff government central stuff and, and I was again focusing on positive and, and he came back like Oh yeah, I know, but it must really be the worst thing in the world. Like, and <laughs> he, he just kept trying to goad me into making it sound like it was bad, you know. And, and it just comes from his attitude towards everything, and, and like, and he wants to drag people down there with him in that that pit of despair, you know. So he doesn't feel alone. And I was trying to not, and I didn't, bu I didn't budge on it. We just, you know, the conversation just ended naturally, but. Um, yeah, <laughs> you, you're going to choose, like you just started out saying you, you are what you choose, man. If you choose that everything's miserable in your life, everything's going to be miserable in your life, man. Oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> you know, <laughs> all about perspective. <laughs> but, you, and if you, you're attempting to bring people, drag people in there with you, you'll get some people, but you're only going to get the, the people that already resonate with that energy, that low energy. You know, you're not going to grab the people that like me that have most of the time have a higher energy vibration than that you know I, I know I understand that feeling but when I get into that feeling I don't stay there very long I right and you know it, and it's it's at those times when you know when we're on the highs and the peaks and you're excited you know you have the enthusiasm when you're not you know you just need to be graceful and you know not get pulled into you know that negative cycle of of thinking because it does it does resonate and it's it is a real frequency you know, it's just like I used to tell my buddy, it's like the radio. You know, you can choose to listen to whatever channel you want. There's hundreds of them. Right. But when you get on a certain frequency, a certain channel, it's it's going to be the same thing. You know, like you're not going to get Christian rock on a metal station, you know. And if you listen to, you know, a, a dance station, you're not going to hear classic rock. You know, it's it's whatever the programming is for that. No matter station. how much how upset you are, no matter how many times you call the station and say, you, you know, you should be playing this music. Well, right, exactly. <laughs> that's their format, and that's it. so. What you need to do is you need to change, you know, tune into a different channel. Yes. You know, but maybe you really like something about that channel that's preventing you from, you know, people get go. yeah, people get comfortable in misery. I'm only happy when it rains. You know, that's all my garbage. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's, there's some people, and I, I, I understand it because I've definitely dealt with that in my life, where depression was more comfortable because I was so used to it. I was so used to it from childhood, from, from just shit that happened to me as a kid. And I once I realized that, then I was able to kind of turn it turn it around. And don't get me wrong, I still get into that vibration sometimes, but I'm at least aware, all right, this is temporary. This is just something that's, that I go through. And, uh, you know, I still feel those same feelings, the same frustration um, and, and depression even, but I, that that little bit of difference, just having the realization that it's a vibration, it's something that you're that that you're choosing. You know, we have the, this luxury of choice, man. You, you know, and, and people think blame external circumstances on how they're doing, how they're feeling, 
and and I understand that it does make sense. But when you realize that it's really the other way around, you get to choose, and your external circumstances will reflect what you believe and what you talk about more most, and what you what you resonate with. You have control. You everybody does, and you I know you know that, but. <laughs> Yeah, but the trick is, you know, y- you can be tricked into thinking that you don't have the control, you know, or that you are a victim of circumstance or that yeah, you it's are. it's easy stuck, to get tricked. You know, very easy, you know, and you always have to be aware that you do have complete control over what you do. And if you say that you're trapped in something, then y- you are because you say you are. Yeah, I mean, th- th- you could turn on the news and be like and see all this shit that's going on in the world and be like, oh, man, well, this is the reason for my troubles. And, and for many people... It, that is a legitimate thing. There are people that are unemployed because of COVID and because the government's not taking action, the proper action to, to take care of people. Um, then that is a very real circumstance that's happening. However, you can take this circumstance and do something with it and do something about it and, and focus on positive. And that's how change happens. That's how innovation happens. That's how people take quantum leaps, you know, and, and it's a decision. It's a choice. It is. It, it is for everybody, no matter how bad things seem. And don't expect it to just, like, snap, change. But you can definitely feel the difference in your energy when, when you choose. When you choose something positive, no matter how bleak something looks, don't focus on the external reality. Because the external reality that you're seeing is what has, has been produced already by your thoughts and by collective thoughts. What is coming has yet to be produced, and you can choose your actions that will affect and reflect those choices. Correct? Am I right? Am I on a roll? You're on a roll, brother, you know, because <laughs> if you live with regret, you're typically living in the past, you know, and if you live with anxiety, you're living in a future that hasn't happened yet. Right. You know, if you live in the present, you know, it's it's a lot easier to navigate your thoughts, you know, to the current situation as opposed to being drawn into something uh you know that like you said that already happened that you you, is behind you or something that hasn't happened yet or may not ever happen you know there's no need to fret over something that you know hasn't happened yet right you know if it's something that is you know manifested of your own mind like oh i hope this doesn't happen you know and then what happens is like you said you dwell on it and then the thing you're hoping happen usually will happen because you're attracting it you're putting the energy into the thing you don't want so that the universe says, okay, this is what you... Uh, the universe doesn't differentiate be- between what you want and what you don't want. As long as you're putting energy into a thing, it is just going to reflect that thing back to yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, we, we've talked about it in the past in the band environment, you know? Yeah. you got this killer band, everyone's cranking, and there's one person in the band that's just not on the same page, you know? Right. And it drags the whole band down, you know? And you either have to eradicate that you know, or tolerate it and then, you know, be left with whatever comes of it. Right. Yeah. You know, oh, but the guy's a really good musician or he's a really good singer or he's really th- this or he does a lot, you know, to help promote the band or whatever, but he's toxic, you know, or he's he's just not, you know, uh, he's at odds with, with what everyone else wants to do in the band, you know? Right. It's a difficult situation. Yes, indeed. Working with other people, you know, you have different energies. And that's 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 what the biggest challenge of playing in bands, I think, is is that balance of those energies. Yeah, I mean, as long as you can navigate that with respect for everyone, regardless of their position, you know, then you can have a successful endeavor. Right. 
Um, yeah, so good stuff. I, I love starting the show with some actual wisdom and not wisdom. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, that's subjective. <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's a good point. But yeah, I, so, so what's your giddy good I, I news? Just, I have so much like positive stuff to share, and, I, and I'm going to start Excellent. with start with I, I got a, a message over the weekend from a friend of mine who uh, I've told the story I know I've told the story here it's probably been a long time but that I told the story but of when I first came to New Orleans and the the first night I played and whatnot and the guy who was the bass player let me use his bass um, I told that I did an interview a month and a half probably ago with Bob Doyle he interviewed me about my whole musical experiences it was about an hour or so the the interview and it went really well and I told the story that story in detail there and this guy saw that but I didn't mention his name and I didn't mention anybody's name and he he had emailed me uh, after he saw it and jokingly was like hey man you didn't say my name <laughs> you know uh, he's a really great guy so he, he messaged me over the weekend and he said I want to be a guest on your podcast and I I had to kind of confirm from him that he meant this and not that like the interview with Bob Doyle kind of thing. Right. And he said, yeah. And he just listened to the one from last week and he said, yeah, I want to be a, a guest. So I, I've never had anybody ask me to be a guest on this show. So I'm like, okay. And I could see how he, he's like, I don't know how entertaining I'll be at, but I know that there's plenty of questions I can ask him and get him talking. And I'm sure you would have questions too. Um, so I'm going to try and line that up for next week, if that's cool with you, having this guest. Uh, I got to think about it, dude. All right. Well, you, yeah, talk to your people. <laughs> Get back yeah. to me. Yeah, sure. Have him on, man. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, and he's probably going to actually come over here to my place, so I have to... I need a little time to get that set up so I can have a, a, a an in, in, in-house guest, which which I'm really excited about. It's it's like my own little radio station here. I'll have an in-house guest, and uh, uh, so look for that for next week. His name's Craig Stegall. He's a he's a bass player and a singer. And uh, uh, did you brief on? Um, he's got to have two negative COVID tests. You know, with two days I, apart. Yeah, we're, we the tests are out. They they you know they take six to eight weeks to get the results, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> just in time for the episode to air. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna just wing it. Um, so yeah, I, I really I'm interested to hear his side of that story, the whole story that I told about me coming here and my first night playing with them, and like how it was from his point of view. I'm really actually excited to hear all of that. And he's got a lot. He's been playing, you know, for steadily for for the last ten years on Bourbon Street too. So he's got a lot of stories. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, very cool, man. Yeah. So tune in next week for that. And by the way. It came up on my Facebook memories four years ago. Yesterday was when you were here and playing with me on stage. Wow, that's right. Yeah, it was right at the begin- beginning of December. Four years ago, yesterday at the Swamp. Yeah, 2016. Yeah. Yeah, and because a video came up in my Facebook memories of uh, of you playing with us on stage, of playing "You Ought to Know" by Atlantis Morrison and Tracy. Oh Sutton. yeah, excellent. Uh, so and I'm thinking like four years, you know. If you say four years to somebody about anything, it, does, it seems like oh, it doesn't seem like a long time. But God, you know, all the stuff that's happened in four years. You know, think about like well, just, a lot of things happened in the, <laughs> from then until now. <laughs> like that seems like so many lifetimes ago for me away when you were here, you know, and playing. Like, ugh. 
and it was only, yeah. only four it years. Was a, it was four years ago, man. Yeah. So, um, soon after I moved here to New Orleans, I was living, it, it was within the first two years, I was living at uh, this guy Danny's house, and, and they called it, we called it the band house. It was uh, just basically him, and he had like three or four other bedrooms in the house, and he would rent them out mostly to musicians, and people, there was a lot of turnover with that, too, like, people would come and, you know, just rent for three months, and then split, or whatever, and some people stay there longer, like me, um, but it was a, it was a cool experience, a, a way of meeting other people, and spending time with people that I already knew, kind of, you know, just being here for myself for only a couple of years, it was still, like, a fresh new experience, you know, the whole, the whole thing. Sure. And this one guy moved in, uh, and he was there for, you know, three or four months maybe. Trumpet player. He moved from California. He's young. He's a young black dude. Um, Northern California, I believe. And one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my life. Um, it just, like, total chill, down-to-earth, cool, loving person you know who understood the whole all the stuff we talk about without even having to, to really talk about it he was just super cool great trumpet player and he was just coming here for for a, a lifetime experience just to like i want to do he had these i want to play with everybody or just do well he just he came with passion and with hunger and with with joy too and he got out there, and he was playing, uh, and his name's Brandon, by the way. He was playing with uh, uh, just anybody he could. He went out to the city, and he would just busk. Uh, he would, and then he would meet other people by busking, and then he was getting sub gigs here and there, and he just started networking and networking. And within three years, maybe four years at the most, he landed a job with the most prestigious band in New Orleans which is is the uh, Preservation Hall band um, they play they, you know they play Preservation Hall which is right right a uh, couple doors down from Crazy Corner where where I played forever and they play I mean they're the they're the you know epitome of the New Orleans jazz band and he got a job with these guys and I mean I'm talking the headline Jazz Fest, you know, they, they play the big stage Jazz Fest, they're on t television shows, you know Major network television shows And I right, saw right. him, I saw That happening to him, I, when, when it was Happening, I saw him, and I hadn't, like After he moved out, I didn't really talk to him all that much Occasionally on Facebook, but um, So I, I, You know, I saw him Like on, on the Letterman, and then, then on, on Tonight Show, and then Colbert, and, and, and just Other stuff, like anytime it was the Anytime uh, uh, anybody wants to represent New Orleans and the jazz aspect of New Orleans, it's the New Orleans Preservation Hall band that plays. They are the band. Um, so he he's done, been doing that for you know most of the time that he's been here, and I, I just I think that story is so inspiring of how how he did it. And so he, in the last couple of days on Facebook, he's been posting saying if there's anybody out there that needs help. I, I've been blessed with doing well um, for myself, and I want to give back. So anybody needs any money, just send me a message. And he was doing it for, like, he 
what is today, Tuesday? So like Sunday, he was doing it for, for several hours, and then he's like, okay, you know, I, I've kind of reached the limit, but, you know. <laughs> My bank account's been depleted. I need to go back to work now. Yeah, but, but then he did it again yesterday, same thing, and he's, and he's like, I've been giving away $1,500 so far, and he's just throwing people 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 50 bucks maybe. You know, he's not giving anybody a little, but, but the gesture is incredible. You know, he's just like, yeah, I'll say. Because right now, people are, you know, screwed. People are in bad shape, dude, and people need money. So that extra whatever, at least, you know, for, for people, parents with, with kids, at least, at least buys them some food or some diapers or, or whatever the hell they need. And But but it's just about that gesture itself of, of giving. Uh, and and he was doing it, No, he's like, no questions asked. And, and I, I emailed him back and forth a bit. And I just commended him on what he's doing, and we kind of reconnected a little bit in, in Messenger, um, which was nice. Um, but I, I just love the story. I, it's so much negativity there. Somebody doing something like that, it, it, for him, it's only going to just increase the amount that he gets because you get what you give. Yeah, and think about that too. Like you said, he is – he, you know – He's in charge of his own destiny, right? He came here looking on a journey for an experience, right? Great attitude, on the right frequency, and you know now look like you said three, four, five years later, he's in a position where he can help other people, mm-hmm. you know, willfully, and you know, and is taking the initiative to do it. Right. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It really is, and I, I feel like lucky to have known him for that short amount of time. And he even said. He said, "Like that was the best time in my life when I first got here." He said, "You and you and Danny were were really supportive," and uh, and he looks back fondly on that. So that's uh, cool, man. He was cool to hang out with. He because we were, you know, essentially roommates in a house, and we had the bedrooms. Or our bedrooms were right next to each other, so I saw him every day, um, and we would hang out. There was this like cool atrium. It, were you there? No, you didn't come over. I don't think no, but there's this big outdoor no. sort of atrium area where there was a hot tub and, and a and a, a hammock and and a TV and stereo set up. It's a big big area, so that's that was one of the reasons that house was cool because there were people just living there and you could go outside and hang out and chill and and whatever. So we had a, a grill back there too. It was good times. Good times in New Orleans. Um. So, so yeah, I shared that story on Facebook. Yesterday, a lot of people dug that, and uh, yeah, it's very, very cool. I'd share it with you as well. Um, yes, please do. Yes. So uh, I don't know. This mic keeps like overdriving. If I if I'm at the wrong angle, it's really annoying me. No. Okay. Uh, so so the rest is why I'm jumping or bouncing off the walls. The rest <laughs> of what I have to tell you. I take a deep breath before I talk about this. Drum roll. Um, so I, I, you remember, recall last week what I talked about with the live stream thing? Do you want to yes. re- recap what you remember, and I will fill in the gaps of your live stream? No, your, your, uh, the uh, live your, the uh, live stream idea that I presented last week. Do you remember? Oh. Uh, we had so many ideas. Let me think back now for a minute. It's only, it's only been a week, and there's a replay. So. 
Yeah, hang on a minute. I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta listen to something real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> um, I'll recap for, for. Yeah, can you please recap? I know we talked about a lot of things, dude, and the live streaming was one of them. But then, even after the, we got off the air, we talked about a bunch of stuff too. So, yes, that's true. So it's hard to really even differentiate. So okay, so recently Facebook has allowed pages to sell tickets. To, to create an event and sell oh, yes. now I recall. And, and sell tickets, yes. And the idea was I wanted to do, which is upcoming this Sunday, uh, uh, do a ticketed event, live stream, call it, like make it a Carband Central concert series or something like that, yep. CBC yep. Presents, and do it with this, these two bands, Phase 5, rock band, they play cool rock, not really the radio hit stuff. Uh, but still, stuff people know, and they execute it very, very well. And then they play Dave Edmonds. They do not. Oh, okay. And then uh, the uh, uh, Zeppelin tribute band, Mothership, which is uh, Adam Pierce is the singer. He he was on the Voice. Uh, yeah. Um, within the last four or five years, maybe I don't know what year it was. Um, so, and I, I got a video guy company on board this guy who does jazz fest you know he does tv shows he's got the real deal the whole setup he's got the truck he's got yes multiple yep cameras. he's got the pro rig yes pro like pro as pro yeah pros yeah. pro can be yeah so so i got him on board and the next move what i mentioned last week was to get the bands on board Right. Uh, because I want to make sure that they're they're aware of what's going on, that I'm looking to make them money as well as me money, as well as the camera guy money, and and do something that's that's that needs to be done now. We need to keep moving forward. We can't sit and look at the situation and be like, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, that when's it going to change, without provoking change, without doing taking some action. And this is, to me, the obvious thing live streaming because people are sitting at home especially now in the united states because it's winter more people are going to be home and people are missing music fans are clamoring for concerts for that concert experience and the closest they're going to get right now is a live stream so uh, the idea for me was like to make it like a look like a concert experience multi-camera close-ups you know overhead shots you know good sound get to know like see the, the crap and so i got this guy on board who's going who can do that um but i i needed to i really need to have the band on board and it ha first have their permission to do that because i can't just start selling tickets to their show without them knowing why i'm selling tickets to their show right like if, if you of were in a band and right. you saw somebody selling tickets to your show looking to make money You'd be like <laughs> the camera crew who said nothing yeah. around me. You'd be like, "What I would the?" Definitely f ask a question. Be like, "Hey, what's, what's going what, on?" Like, how come nobody? What, what the? Yeah, that's how I would feel in a band. So I wa and I'm a musician first, you know. So I want to come a to this from the musician's perspective, and let these guys know. So I, I really, I was trying to get in touch with people last week, and nobody was getting back to me until today. Um, the bass player for that is going to be in in both of those bands on Sunday uh, called me finally and we spoke for quite a while and he so he didn't understand any of this any of what i was he was like it's a what he had asked me in in messenger was he was like is this like a venmo thing like or like taking tips i'm like no 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 like so he he didn't he didn't have any idea 
understandably because there's really no template for this yet but there kind of right. there kind of is and i just read this article i mean literally 10 minutes before um before this this podcast and i'm, I'm gonna kind of i gotta bring it up real quick and just kind of summarize it here um you familiar with the artist Dua, Dua Lipa? Dua Lipa? Dua, Dua Lipa. Yes. Okay. Dua Lipa did a concert over this weekend. You know, high production value. They spent $1.5 million in production for this. And they sold 5 million tickets at $10 a piece. Wow. So they made... Uh, spending $1.5 million, they made $50 million. Sizable amount of money. Yeah. That's a good margin. Uh, and that's, you know, th this is just the beginning of this. This is the way it's, things are going to go. And I predicted this a year ago, man. And I told people, like, or, or people, uh, even before COVID, and people were like, no, like, it's, you know, the quality isn't that good. You just it's not that hard to get it to me. You just got to get people to know what they're doing. So I have this guy and, and I just texted him earlier because we haven't spoken since last week because I didn't hear from anybody in the band. So I'm just like, all right, this isn't going to happen. You know what? OK, you know, what's next? What else could I do? You know, I didn't really dwell on it. I was disappointed, but I didn't really dwell on it. But then he called me today and I'm and at first I'm thinking, I don't know if we have enough time. You know, I really need time to promote this, to sell tickets. It's not, I, you know, I don't know if I can do it in five days. You know, I, I figure I'd need right. at least a couple of weeks notice. Um, so, so I still don't know. But he seemed, he's seen, after talking to the bass player, he seemed on board. So he's like, all right, I got to talk to the best man. I said, yeah, just, you know, get back to me as soon as you can. So if we're going to do this, we got to roll it. So I contacted the, the guy who's doing the, the camera work. And he was going to call me back just before. And I, I was like, I got to do podcast. So um, he said, texted me back and said, uh, I can talk to him after eight. So after, after this podcast, I'll talk to him and find out what we're doing. So it's still maybe happening or not. I don't know. But at least the kind of the ball is in motion now and people understand where I'm coming from here. Like sure. the opportunity that's available here. You know, it doesn't have to be Dua Lipa. It can be, you know... A Zeppelin tribute band? Come on. There's there's millions and millions of Zeppelin fans all over the world. Oh, yeah, sure. You sell that as a Zeppelin tribute band show with the singer from The Voice, you know? I could sell some tickets. Not oh, yeah, not five, sure. Not five million, but I could sell some tickets. But imagine if I sold five million tickets. I made $50 million. <laughs> be incredible. <laughs> I'd make everybody rich overnight. Oh, yeah. Like, cause I'm I'm gonna give a sizable percentage to the bands, as cause that's the way it should be, cause the man is providing the content. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, they're they're you know they're the the talent, so to speak, right? They're providing the content. Yeah. But however, it is a, quite an undertaking to then you know to for what you're, the endeavor you're undertaking is is you know, not an easy feat. No, it's not. You know, but it, and it's going to require time and and your expertise and, and how to do it. Right, it's doable though. Oh, no doubt. But I'm just saying it's not like you, you know. Let me know by Friday because we're going to go live on Sunday. No, I need to know tonight. 
I, I need to know tonight. Yeah, yeah. I need the, the decision needs to be made tonight if we're going forward or not. Um, so it, it's exciting. You know, it it's, makes me freaking nervous as hell. That's why I was bouncing off the walls because I'm like, all right, this guy was going to call me back before you you called in, and then like, uh, uh, all right, time was running out. Like, all right, I got to text him and tell him, no, I got to do the podcast. I gotta talk to him later, and I still haven't heard back from the bass player that I st- talked to earlier yet. Um, so, uh. So I still don't know, you know, but I'm going to roll with it. I would, cause I had written it off. I really had just forgotten. I was like, all right, well, it's not going to happen. Um, so maybe, well, we'll see, but either way, things are in motion. We're moving. You know, I, I really think this is a winner, dude. It's, it's, yeah, this, you know, it's set in motion. It just seems like common sense to me. It just seems like the logical thing right now that needs to be done. If any, musicians want to keep playing and and making money doing it which they deserve to then this is the only way you're going to do it shit is just bad with with this whole covid thing whether you agree with it or not it is just it is the reality of what's happening shit is shut down um people are getting sick people are dying that is real yeah yeah. um and uh yeah it it just seems like no-brainer to me um, Dua Lipa, fucking fifty million dollars, <laughs> you know, in yeah, one one night, dude. No, I mean those those numbers are unheard of. Making that kind of like you don't tour, you don't go to a, a venue and make f- and play a concert, and make fifty million dollars in one night. Yeah, no, the the twenty first century, uh, you know, media outlets right between all the social media and youtube and and zoom and any other you know means that you have of getting you know into someone's living room you know is is you know it's taken a huge leap in uh you know just the past six months even right because people were getting adjusted to covid in the beginning right and everyone shut down everyone's kind of on lockdown doesn't want to get sick and you know their focus is there right and like I said, no artists are touring, you know, some are probably still writing music, you know, and gearing up to get into the studio or finishing things up now. But in general, you know, that's that's going to be the new platform, I think, for at least the next six months, you yeah. know, until it, there's a, a widely adapted, uh, adopted uh, uh, vaccine, you know, yeah. that everyone can, can readily get. And then things start to get, you know, taper up and get back to, to somewhat normal. And it's not going to go away after that, even thing, when things do get back to no, somewhat normal, definitely. because right. people are going to the people are going to enjoy this. The, the The demographic of people, the the largest demographic of people for Cover Band Central, is forty five to fifty four people. You know, our age group. Right, right. And and that age group is at this time where they have families in their home, and they but they still want to rock. <laughs> you know, or still want to enjoy that yeah. concert experience. Well, that's why, like you were saying, the production is so important. You know, you can't have yes. like your 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 iPhone shooting some video yes. to a lock screen. You know, it has to be it has to be professional. Yeah, and it has to look professional. And I, I mean, this venue that these guys are playing this Sunday, it's an outdoor thing. It's a big stage. Uh, like the guy that I spoke to, the sound guy, or or the the camera guy said. Um, uh, we need to, we're going to need to get some lighting because the the stage is lit, but it's not. They don't have cans. They don't have professional. They don't have a fall spot. They don't. I, there's there's no right. there's well, no. 
So it comes to $1.5 million, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Good production, you know? Right. Because you need all these things. But, and you need but, people to help run it and all that good stuff. Yeah, but this guy, like, he seems well-connected, and he, he's, he said, I'm happy doing this on spec because he, he liked the idea. So, okay, golden right there. You know, I got a guy who does TV shows, does Jazz Fest. You know, the, if you go to Jazz Fest and look at the big screen and see what's on that screen, that's him shooting. You know, that's that's his production company. So he's the real deal. You know, um, the fact that he was. Well, he, he believes in it. That's why he said that's why he's willing to, to offer services for it, you know? Yeah. So. Um, there was it's like, you ever see that show on TV, Undercover Billionaire? Yes. Where the guy, you know, they strip him of all his. his yes. Uh, I don't. Yes. Money I, and everything. Yeah, he's got 90 days to figure it out. And I saw, I caught a little bit of one episode where he, he's got all these people in a room and he says, you know, I have this great idea and I have all these plans, you know, but I don't have, I can't pay any of you yet, you know, but I need you to be 100% committed and buy into this, you know, and he right. interviewed like a whole bunch of people and he ended up getting a team of like six or, you know, I think six people right. who said like, yeah, dude, we're all in, we believe in it. And uh, he was able to motivate them and inspire them just by his you know the guy's in, in his mid to late fifties, and no one knows he's a, a billionaire. You know, but they 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 are drawn to his charisma, his enthusiasm, his excitement. You know, the fact that he's like, I'm going to start this business from scratch, and you know, at, at any time in your life, you can do that. You know, and I mean, you know, he's wagering a million dollars of his own money that he's going to be able to build a million dollar business in ninety days from nothing. Right. You know, I don't know how it played out because I wasn't watching the show, but I just saw that one piece of the episode. I thought that was interesting because some people were like, yeah, dude, like we're, we're in. We're all in. We right. believe in it, too. I'm sure it played out well for those. I've seen all that TV show and other shows like it. And certainly is a happy ending. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, they, um, they, they, they usually, like you said, they'll hook, hook up the, the people that are or they'll, you know, and let them run the business, so to speak. You know, they build something up and then it's like, OK, you guys are now it's, it's your company. Right, that's killer. But um, it starts there, like you said. That's that's great, man. That the guy, you know, like you said, yeah. you have interest in it. I see it as a viable thing. He believes in it, and it, it's yeah. something that, like you said, he gets into the ground level with you. And in a year from now, you know, you guys will be millionaires. Yeah, I, and I'm not a billionaire to start with, but I do have that enthusiasm, and hopefully, that my enthusiasm um, inspires other people. Oh, and, I'm, I'm sorry, that was the point I was trying to make. He was saying that, you know. As long as you believe in it and you have it, you know, and you have that excitement and that enthusiasm and the drive to do it, that just in itself will attract the success to it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm hoping so. I, I, I don't feel like I have anything to lose in this respect. I, I feel like uh, there's only stuff to gain for everybody. You know, like how it, it just gave me chills just thinking about that. How how good that would feel to be able to get the musicians the money they deserve for what they do for what they've done you know what they've been doing for decades and getting paid you know not even close to the money that they deserve for the time you put in i understand i'm one of them and and getting this guy this guy who who believes in me just from talking to me on the phone um to get him to to make some money when he deserves it too because he's got you know million dollars worth of gear that he's not using right now because there's no live shows. Um, right, right. And then to make myself money because I feel like I deserve it. 
I feel like all the work that I put in for seven years with Cover Band Central, I deserve to be compensated for this, man. And 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 I know making a lot of money, I'm just going to put it back into Cover Band Central because this is, this is what gives me the juice, man. This is what makes me feel alive, like doing exciting shit like this. I like, And I picture it like where I would want to be on the scene and kind of be like a host kind of thing, you know, and have the microphone with the – with the, the the CBC logo around it, um, yeah, and you know talking to people, interviewing people, and then I want to have a female who would be doing the same thing, and I know the female I want to do it. I know I know who would be perfect for the job, but I'm just trying to wait to see if if we can get this rolling before I contact her and ask her. But I, I'm pretty sure right. she would be on board, and it's like a girl that's pretty and is comfortable in front of the camera. That's what I need, and that's that's who this person is. Um, and so. I, like I'm picturing this whole like sort of new new type of MTV, you know, like where it's it's a live stream thing and you have personalities there on camera that are and maybe kind of develop that into some sort of regular thing, a CBC concert series or, or you know something, you know, just right. I, I mean that's my vision is 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 trying to is going not trying to it just is naturally going past just one event. I want to do this a lot, you know. Um, no, and you're building the CBC brand. You know, it's another another avenue. Mm. You yes. know, which is important, right? Because yeah. that that's what you're looking to do. Yeah, and it's just the the excitement I have for it. It really is is primary. It's just fun. Like, to, if I could pull this off, man, <laughs> how fun would that be? Yeah, but like I said, that in itself, you know, the enjoyment that you're going to get from it. You know, and and the experience that you'll gain from doing it, right? And the and the relationship you'll you'll make that you can build upon from it. You know, those are even if you make ten dollars, you know, right? It, the, the, there's going to be far more rewards that are going to follow you down the road as it continues. Agreed. Yeah. So, th- with that said, I think that's why I think that even last minute, this still might be okay, a good idea to do. You know, as you know, even if I sell ten tickets. You know, at least it's it's experience because because this guy who wants to shoot it is is understands that. You know, I told him, I said, I don't know how well this would do. We could sell 10 tickets. We could sell 10,000 tickets. I have no idea. This is right. just my idea. This is something that I think will work and I want to try it. And he understands that. So, yeah, having somebody like that on my side, man, is huge. It's huge. I couldn't. There's no way I could pull it off without that. Because I don't know that, I, I know like I could direct. I think, as far as like you know where a camera should be and, and blah blah blah. I, I think I would be good at that. But as far as the shooting aspect of it, getting the the, the right people, the right equipment, blah blah blah, I have no clue. Yeah. I'm yeah, just... and you like you said, fortunately for you that you know the guy you partner up with is this is what he does. It's his gear. He's a pro. You know, it's yeah. no different than if I said, "Hey, Steve, I need you to play bass with me at this show," and it's going to be on live television. You'd be like, "Okay, cool." Right, but then he's got to get he, like he's got his team, so he's got to get his team on board saying, "Hey, we're going to do this thing, and you're not making any money," you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Or you you might not make any money, you know. So, but again, you know, if you're sitting home and you're you know you're you've been doing that, you know, and you're a videographer or you're you know sound supporter, you are somehow affiliated with that production team, you know, it's going to be like, hey, you know, we're not going to make any money, but it's a chance to get out and, and do what we love. Right. It's starting to feel more for me like stars are aligning, and I'm I, I I'm not gonna put all everything into that because if it doesn't, it's okay. 
you know, I, I'll keep going. But it's starting to feel that way a little bit, which is exciting, man. <laughs> yeah, super exciting, man. It's great. Um, so I'll know soon, you know, um, what's going on. And and I will report back next week Next week when we do the podcast. Got a, lot of, a lot of stuff to talk about next week. You might not want to have your buddy on until the week after. after the fa- yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It, but it will be after the fact. Either way, I'm going to go to that show because a lot of people I know will be there and, and it's going to be a fun event. It looks like the weather's going to be amazing, like 65 degrees, which is perfect for like an outdoor show. Um, and there's plenty of room there to social distance too. So if that's what people prefer. And that that's a concern that I have with doing the Facebook Live too is with all this shit going on, COVID and a lot of people believing that the best way to get through this is to stay home and, and rightfully so right. I don't I don't blame people for thinking that because that's that's obvious um, so if you see you know something being streamed that you're selling tickets for where there's a packed crowd that who are, who are not wearing masks and stuff then it's gonna piss a lot of people off too um, which you know could be good or bad it's it will get attention so that's good but bad in that you know but it's the reality, you know, it's like I'm not trying to make any sort of social statement. It's the reality of what's going on. And just the fact that it's being filmed isn't, uh, you know, it, it's not uh, it's not a bad thing. I don't think. Now, is the venue or the band themselves promoting the show? Well, oh, yeah. Well, the band has been. I've seen people from that are in the band promoting it on Facebook already. Uh, but, you know, it's it's one thing to promote it. To get, all they're do, promoting is promoting people to come, so it's just local. It's not about promoting it, the show to the to the world, like I want to do. Right? No, understood. Um, so, I, I, that's an important aspect of this too. Is that if they're on board and I get this rolling, then they need to help with the promotion too. It's only going to help them. So, Oh, absolutely, because then they can put it out to everybody else and say, hey, if you can't make the show, we are selling tickets to it also, you know, at, right. for a live show, you know? Right, right. Um, so so the potential is enormous, you know, and, and um, it's incredibly exciting. Uh, I don't know, like, I, my other concern, too, is Facebook's rules with playing covers. And, you know, for the most part, people who are live streaming and playing covers are are fine. They, they haven't gotten shut down. They haven't gotten any any warnings or anything. It's when you have the pre-recorded stuff that you that that's when you get in trouble because it 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 uh, alerts whatever algorithm is in place. There. Right, right. Um, there's a code in there. I forget what the code is called. Um, but uh, playing live, but but then you know if they see we sold you know ten thousand tickets, they're that's going to get people's attention. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. If we if we do a do a loop lipa and sell you know five million <laughs> tickets, that's going to get people's yeah, attention. If overheats it, and shuts down, you might get noticed. Yeah, if we sold five million tickets, we would make fifty million dollars. That's going to get somebody's attention. But you know what? That's going to make... You definitely get the IRS attention. <laughs> yeah. But that's going to make... I, I make sure I'm writing on my corporate checks, paying everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I mean, that would make everybody rich. Everybody. 
that, everybody that, that amount of money because you know because I'm I'm gonna pay the bands fairly. Yeah, but, and like you said, but it, it's a great unison because you know, they, like I said, the bands will provide the content, but they don't necessarily have the wherewithal and the crew to right. to broadcast it live at a high level of quality. Right. Which is where CBC concert series comes in. Right. Very excited about this. So, so tune in next yeah, week. Yeah, super excited. Tune in next week to find out what had what happened. But I, so I got, but I got another idea, too over the last couple of days because, you know, I, I had kind of set this aside and said, okay, this is probably not going to happen, but what else can I do? You know, that, that idea was just kind of floating around in the back of my head. On Sunday, I went to a party, uh, a birthday party in a, in a house pretty close to where I live. It was a birthday party for a friend of mine's girlfriend who I, I know, I've seen her around. Um, nice person. And uh, my friend... Yeah, I, I've been friends with him for a long time here as a singer in New Orleans. And uh, a smallish party. You know, there was probably 20 people, 25 people there maybe in the house. It was all basically in the house. And they had it set up in her, the living room. They had a little kind of stage set up with a keyboard and uh, uh, some some speakers on little stands and a couple mics, like three mics, and uh, guitar uh, one of the guys was playing acoustic guitar, and a uh, girl had the what do you call that? The, the percussion. It's a box that you wear around your neck. But cajon. You no, not the cajon. It's a, it's a something else. It's like a rectangle. Um. And you wear it on your neck. Wear it on your neck, but it hangs down by your waist, and that's how she was playing it anyway. It's like a box. It's it's a. Like a xylodrum. No. Maybe, Electronic? What's the first thing you said? Well, the cajon is something you would sit on, you know, that you would play. It's got. It's yeah. I guess it's it's that happening with your hands and what? It could be a mini cajon. Yeah, I think it's a mini cajon. She just kind of wearing around her ne- neck instead. I mean, it's kind of big for her. I guess it was big. Anyway, she was playing that. So they were just rectangular like, wood box, right? Yeah, yeah. Not a drum with a head on it, like a djembe. Right, right, right. So cajon. Yeah, you were right the first time. Um. So they were, you know, people were just uh, not all musicians in, in the in at the party, but um, enough where people were getting up and singing. Tracy was there, my singer Tracy was there, and she got up and sang, and it was cool. You know, I know house parties are a thing, have been a thing for years now, and that's something I think people are doing more now, again because of COVID. Because if you and are they live streaming it and charging money for it? No, no, no. Well, no, it was just a party. It was just a birthday party and hanging out. But but the girl's house, she set up in the living room. She she you know it was a living room. There were couches and and, and stuff. But she set up this one spot where it could be. A, a, you know, it was it was a stage and it was set up well. You know, she put a background thing. It was a, a it was a hippie theme. So she put like a tie dye uh, flag sort of thing behind it, and you know it looked like people were were not live stream, but people were filming on their phones and I was watching people film on their phones and it, you know, it looks like a little stage in a house. It looked good. Uh, and, but the performances were just outstanding. You know, my, my singer Tracy, you know, when, when you take strip away the whole, the, 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 
I don't know what call it, but playing live with with all the the lights and the big stage and the crowd and stuff, and you just strip it down to the the actual talent and the performance and whatnot. And, um, and I guess more so because I was just sitting watching and I wasn't playing with her, but I was, I was watching Tracy sing and just like, damn man, like she's so good. Um, and then my friend Ross, whose girlfriend was uh, the birthday party, he was singing a lot, and. He, uh, he's very good, and he's he's a rock guy, long hair, but he'll sing, uh, uh, you know, just uh, pop stuff. He'll everything, you know. He'll 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 run the gamut. He's um, got versatility. Yeah, and he already does. There's there's this uh, page on Facebook called uh, Quarantine Karaoke. I think we've talked about it before, and they have like millions of people in that. It's a page or a group. I think it's a group in that group. And he goes in there and he does kind of, it seems random because it, it, I get an alert on my phone when it happens and it's just random sort of times, but he'll pick a song and just go in and sing karaoke. It could be Richard Marks or it could be Metallica, you know, like that's right. what he does. And he gets tips, you know, and he said like every time he does that, he makes money and he's only going in and doing one song or a couple songs. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm sitting there watching this thing in the house, and I'm like, well, why not do, maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way, why not do, you know, like a Carbant Central Concert Series, but like this, this with this home vibe, you know, having it stripped down stuff, and but still having that professionalism with the camera stuff, but you just don't need as many cameras a, as you would for an outdoor thing uh, on that big stage. But but do it like a like a live from Daryl's house kind of thing, right? But do live yeah, which well, is only a couple of, a couple of cameras with great audio. Yeah, and and really kind of sell it as the New Orleans musicians kind of thing, um, and and where you can have like sort of a house band, but then have all sorts of do, different people coming in all the time, like every week. Do it every week. Do it like make it like a weekly series and and sell sell tickets for it. Um, so I started thinking about that. Like maybe that's even a better idea. CBC house party. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, I want to talk to Brent, the drummer. He has a recording studio, which I don't believe is he's using. I don't think there's people coming in and recording. So we could probably do a setup there and make it look, you know, make it look cool. And that's it. Just do a show. I mean, that's it. That's all we have to do is just assemble the musicians um, and I already talked to Ross, and he's on board. I talked to uh, uh, who else did I talk to? Uh, that was it, as far as players. I talked to the girl whose house, because I was thinking of doing it in her house. But then I'm like, wait, why not do it? Like, if we have the studio available, why not do it there? So, so I have yet to really kind of affirm that. But maybe, I mean, I could do both. You know, I could do this whole thing Sunday, hopefully, maybe, and then move on and do something like that too and uh yeah so so i'm looking way ahead dude <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to i'm always my ideas are always way further beyond what i can actually physically accomplish way ahead of your time stevie yeah Maybe. no but it, it's it, it's you never know you know what kind of idea is going to flourish you know and you don't know if you don't try right and if you, if you don't visualize it and and believe it, believe that it, it's possible, 
you have to believe it first. And I do. Yeah. I definitely believe it. Um, so the universe will work in in concert with my thoughts. Yes, it will. That's a pretty good And it brings us right back to the top of the hour again. Yes. With you, you know, your perspective and your thoughts and your beliefs, you know, they've definitely influenced the outcomes of your reality. Yes. They do. And and the negative thoughts come too, but you have to just realize look at them. Don't 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 get invested in them. Pay attention to them, but don't put all your stock yeah. in that. You know? No, definitely be aware of the pitfalls that you may encounter, but don't dwell on them. Right. You know? And sometimes it's good too, like you can identify the things you think you might encounter, you know, and, and formulate a solution for it, you know, before it happens or a plan B in case this happens. Yeah. You know, always good to be prepared. Yeah. Like, for example, you wouldn't want to show up with one camera and one audio source in the event that something goes wrong. And the guy's like, ah, oh, I didn't bring any other cables with me and my right. other cameras are sorry. Right. You need to plan for contingencies. <laughs> and, well, especially as if you're charging, you know, tickets, right? Yeah. Money for it. That's the thing is like, I really need to test this first because I, I, as far as like, I mean, I haven't even done that at all on Facebook, like selling tickets for something. So I need to go through the operation of that. And then like the connection part of it is not where I'm, I'm uncertain, so I got to figure out how to do that and then test it too uh, before, because I can't, I can't chance that selling a bunch of tickets and have it not work. You know, that's you no. Know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that that would be very very bad. Um, so I don't know if I have enough time, but we'll see. We'll see, man. Hey, listen, you give it a trial run, like you said. You know, if they're up for it and they're you know they're down, like you know, you got to go for it. Right. You, you know, you have a couple of days to figure it out. Uh, I, maybe I, not, not really, because if if we're gonna do it, I gotta start promoting it like right away. I can't, because posts that you know any post that you put up, it's you're not gonna reach everybody. You know, you can put up the same post five times a day and reach different people every time. Um, so I, I would need to really get on a seriously heavy duty promotion schedule right. thing going on and that's you know that's work that takes time it's not easy it's um all those things uh, i'm not saying i wouldn't try but you know i need the time i need that time at least the five days you know wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday um you know i you know i, I don't want to be hasty you know i want to do this but i don't want to hastily do it i want to make sure that th we're really putting in the right the quality yep with with all aspects of it putting in and but but at the very least as of right now at least this bass player that I talked to today understands where I'm coming from understands this and he plays with a lot of people um, and he knows a lot of people so that's good um, so 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 I'm, I'm it, no matter what I'm I'm happy about things the way they are um I'm also happy about this thing. I discovered this last night, and it's one of the most wonderful things. And I, out there in the audience, I want you to take advantage of this if you have the opportunity and if you're a fan of Hall & Oates. Hall & Oates offers a hotline for anybody that needs emergency help 
listening to a Hole and Oates song. And it's it's legit. I called it last night. It's a, <laughs> it's a Colorado Springs number. I'll give you the number. It's 719-266-2837. That's 719-266-2837. And what happens is you call, and there's a, a female computerized voice that says, Welcome to Call and Oats, your emergency Hall and Oats helpline. To hear one-on-one, please press 1. To hear rich girl, please press 2. To hear man-eater, please press, press 3. To hear private eyes, please press 4. So you're in distress and you're like, ah, oh, man, I just need a Hall and Oats song right now. You just call this number up and you have a menu you can pick from. That is correct. Those four songs are your choices? And you have oh, to be- I thought you meant it was like a helpline, like like uh, I'm listening to this song Man Eater, and I have a question <laughs> about the third verse. Can you call me back, please? That's that's funny. That's, that's not what it is, though. No, no, no. It's just a if you need an if you were in an emergency, and you need a whole <laughs> note song right now, you call this number. My car went into a ravine. I only have minutes left to live, but I need to hear private eyes, you please. Need to, you call seven one nine two six six. Two eight three seven. That's seven one nine two six six two eight three seven. It's your whole notes, or it's the call notes emergency whole notes helpline. You can call that right now. I oh, encourage well, you to do it. I did it. I did it four times. I listened to each song. And and how's the quality? You know, it sounds like listening to a song on a phone. <laughs> oh, you didn't pump it up to your stereo? No, I listened right. I put my phone on speaker. And I listened that way, and it was very satisfying. It was like listening to Hall Notes back in the seventies on an AM radio. That's how it felt Rah. to me, and it, it it made me nostalgic, and it made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. So I wanted to make sure I passed that along to everybody in case you're looking to feel warm and fuzzy inside or outside, wherever you feel warm and fuzzy. And again, dude, just another idea that they've come up with. Say, hey, let's do this. Yeah, silly idea. Who knows? But innovation, it needs to happen. Innovation does happen, and you, you need to embrace it. Embrace change. Change is good. Change is, change is always happening. So just embrace what's always happening. Be here now, as Garth Elgar would say. Be in the now. We'll see you next week. CoverCentral.com. Sign up for a free profile. Do it. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 